strengthening his control until the peoples of the huge Soviet Empire bowed before him. Stalin ruled by fear, purging the Soviet Union of its internal enemies, whether real or imagined. No one was safe. No one was beyond the reach of the NKVD, Stalin's secret police, and everyone went to bed fearing a knock on the door in the early hours. Stalin was no fan of Leningrad. He resented its reputation as the cradle of the Russian Revolution, in which he played only a minor part. Thirty thousand Leningraders would fall during the Great Purge of the 1930s, arrested, exiled, or executed, labelled as enemies of the people. Stalin next turned his vindictive attention to his military, purging his ablest field marshals and generals and decimating the officer corps. Forty thousand Red Army personnel, deemed politically out of step, were purged. Amongst the victims were men who called for reform of the Soviet Union's military methods, calls that were, on the whole, ignored. When war came, Stalin found himself bereft of his finest military thinkers. Nikita Khrushchev, Stalin's successor, wrote in his memoirs, There is no question that we would have repelled the fascist invasion much more easily if the upper echelons of the Red Army Command hadn't been wiped out. They had been men of considerable expertise and experience. The Great Patriotic War On the 22nd of June, 1941, Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa, Germany's invasion of the Soviet Union, one of the largest and most ambitious attacks ever staged. Over three million Axis troops attacked along a 900-mile front. What followed was the most destructive war in history, a war of annihilation. For Hitler, the city of Leningrad held great symbolism, being the birthplace of Bolshevism. His objective was to raise it to the ground and render it uninhabitable. An hour before the attack, in the early hours of the 22nd of June, Hitler addressed his troops. German soldiers, you are about to join battle, a hard and crucial battle. The destiny of Europe, the future of the German Reich, the existence of our nation, now lies in your hands alone. Stalin's first act was to send Vyacheslav Molotov, his foreign minister, to announce the war to his people. Molotov's radio broadcast, relayed across cities by loudspeaker eight hours after the initial attack, condemned this act of treachery unprecedented in the history of civilized nations. On the 3rd of July, in his first public address since the invasion, Stalin spoke of the Great Patriotic War. His usual political rhetoric, while still apparent, was played down. Instead, he spoke in patriotic terms, pulling together his people to defeat the beast that was now in their midst. Comrades, citizens, brothers and sisters, men of our army and navy, my words are addressed to you, dear friends, he began. He continued, the issue is one of life and death for the Soviet state, of life and death for the peoples of the USSR. The issue is whether the peoples of the Soviet Union shall be free or fall into slavery.
preparing the city for war. As soon as war was announced, Leningrad was placed under martial law. The writer, Lydia Ginsberg, described the immediate change of atmosphere within the city. Less than half an hour had passed, and we were already being borne away inexorably from our pre-war emotional cast of mind. We had a feeling that this life was coming to an end. On the 27th of June, Andrei Zhadarnov, Stalin's man in Leningrad, issued orders for the mobilization of the city's population to bolster its defenses. Unless sick, pregnant, caring for infants, or otherwise engaged by the city authorities or the military, all men aged between sixteen and fifty and women between sixteen and forty-five were called up. They were to work for seven days, followed by four days' rest, when they would be expected.